You're listening to SBS News. Ukraine's foreign minister says the government is preparing to have a peace summit with Russia in February next year, but under certain conditions. Dmitry Kuliba told the Associated Press peace talks are preferred at the United Nations with Secretary General Antonio Guterres as a possible mediator around the anniversary of the war. He says Russia could only be invited to such a summit if the country faced a war crimes tribunal first at an international court. Uh, UN Secretary General was one of the first international or foreign officials that my president spoke with. Yeah, he's, he has proven himself to be an efficient mediator mm-hmm. and an efficient negotiator and most importantly as a man of principles and integrity. Mm-hmm. So we would uh, welcome his active participation. Every war ends in a diplomatic way. The, every war ends as a result of uh, the actions taken at the battlefield and at the negotiating table. He also says Ukraine will do whatever it can to win the war in 2023 if diplomacy doesn't work, but hopes for peace by the end of February 2023. We are aiming at the end of February uh, when the war uh, will kind of enter its, uh, its uh, second, or is expected to enter its uh, second year. Um, the idea of the peace formula is twofold. On the one hand, uh, not to allow Russia to manipulate the issue of peace because they regularly say that they are ready for negotiations, which is not true because everything they do on the battlefield proves the opposite, proves the con- to, to the contrary. They are not, they're not seeking peace. At the Group of 20 summit in Bali in November, Ukraine presented a 10-point peace plan that included the restoration of Ukraine's territorial integrity, the withdrawal of Russian troops, the release of all prisoners, a tribunal for those responsible for the aggression, and security guarantees for Ukraine. This comes as Russia continues to see a socio-economic shift eight months after it launched the special military operation in Ukraine, with some locals saying the impact is not as disastrous as many had predicted. Tens, if not hundreds of thousands, have perished on both sides since the invasion on the 24th of February, while the fear of conflict has displaced millions from their homes. Andrei Kramar is with the Liberal Democratic Party of Russia in Donetsk. He says Russia is adapting to the sanctions. Russia is changing along with the entire planet. Many people who were not prepared for the changes have to leave. They are not comfortable at this moment, as they were raised in an environment that has not insisted on any patriotic elements. But the patriots feel vindicated as Russia has become more powerful. The economic impact of Western sanctions has led to a seismic shift in Russia. Many Western brands and factories have exited the country following the outbreak of the conflict, fueling expectations of an imminent collapse of the Russian economy. Yet, eight months later, collapse seems as far away as at the beginning of the sanctions. In Luhansk, Ukrainian governor Sergei Heyday says the country's soldiers were not far from the strategically important city of Kremina. 
There in Crimea it remains a difficult situation, but nevertheless the advantage is on the side of Ukraine's defence forces, that is, a little progress is made at a time. But the fact that there is a lot of information in the media about the alleged liberation of Kremlin or the fact that our troops are already in Kremlin is not valid, but they are already not far from Kremlin and hostilities are going on there. I can say that the military command of a certain echelon located in Kremina has now been moved to Rubizhna. Mr. Heyday also spoke about the humanitarian situation in the Luhansk region, which is almost entirely under the control of Moscow-aligned forces. In the territory where the active phase of hostilities took place, namely the large cities of Rubizhna and Severodonetsk, it can be said with all responsibility that the situation there is critical. Occupiers and collaborators did not prepare large cities for the winter season. Although this is wild stuff that's hard to believe, they made a show of it and brought firewood to high-rise buildings. However, they did this literally once or twice. Trees have almost disappeared in the cities because local residents use firewood to heat their homes. It's now deadly dangerous to go into forests or forest strips because everything there is mined and that's why trees are cut down and chopped down, especially in big cities. This comes as the Ukrainian artillery brigade fired shells from Bakhmut targeting Russian positions around the Donbass frontline town. An advisor to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky accused Russia of wiping out Bakhmut, criticizing those calling for Kyiv to seek peace talks with Russia. A Ukrainian serviceman identified only as Vaktang laments what humanity has become. Humanity and its thought leaders are concerned with how to make the planet Mars livable or how to land again on the moon. But here... The question simply is a backward. That's how low the Russians got. Mankind should value life itself more and put less effort into war, but rather into developing ourselves or technologies. If such a process happens, it will be in the interest of all humanity. I mean, how to stop all of this war. And it is also important, generally speaking, not to allow countries that bring tyranny all over or want to conquer other countries to do so, because that's already in the past. This comes as Russian state television, RT, has released a 78-second video clip that appears to be a warning to Europe of what is to come. The clip is centered around a family in Europe on Christmas Day with the song Silent Night, Holy Night playing in the background. Christmas 2021 appears on the screen and the family has just given their little girl a hamster with a red bow as a Christmas present. Then Christmas this year, 2022, appears on screen. The same family now has no electricity and seems to be cold. The father is seen trying to rig an electric motor to the hamster's wheel, so when the hamster runs, it powers the Christmas tree lights. Then, the family is seen in Christmas in 2023, one year from now. The family is seen hungry around the dining table, freezing with near nothing to eat. With the house only lit by candles, the family proceeds to eat the hamster. A 
الغالب SBS News.